Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hi, I'm Brianna Seely, Offscript Health Producer for Vaxon and The Heart of Healthcare. Before we get started, I'd like to tell you about The Heart of Healthcare. The Heart of Healthcare podcast expands upon the traditional lens of healthcare. It explores the social determinants of health, including our food system, housing, climate change, and more. Your host, Hallie Teko, is a healthcare investor, entrepreneur, and philanthropist. Check out episodes like the Mark Cuban Cost Plus Drug Company, where Mark Cuban shares the details of his new online pharmacy that offers steep discounts for generic drugs. To find out more, visit offscript.com shows. The link will be in our show notes. Enjoy the show. Hey, Matt. Hello. Hello. <sighs> oh, it's a heavy sigh. What is it? I think I've hit a glycemic point of no return for today. <laughs> Can I help you out with a five or one brownie? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> they taste like dirt, but they fill up your stomach. Oh, my goodness. Have you heard <laughs> of this thing called psyllium husk? Have you ever heard of this thing? Is it a food? It's a fiber-ish like thing that kind of really makes you feel terrible. And it's supposed <laughs> to make you feel full. Um, No, nothing, nothing called husk. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't eat anything with the word husk in it. I'm, I'm anti-husk. <laughs> we are. Anti-death and anti-husk. Anti-husk, musk, and (laughs) anything else you have that rhymes. Uh, We should probably get to the show. Can I tell you what I did today before we even get to the show? Does it have to do with husks? It has nothing to do with husks. I'm going to make a confession here. Okay. It's to you and to all our listeners. (laughs) It's it's a taxicab confessional to the entire planet. This is like the biggest confession, and it literally, it pervades all the sides of my life, the podcasting side, the lawyer side, everything. Ready? Here it goes. I never listened to Serial, the first podcast like ever that became huge with the true crime at Adnan Syed and all that. That changed everything. That's, it changed that everything. I never listened to it. So I needed to remedy that. And I listened to it from start to finish last week. And now I'm watching the HBO special. And I like can't think about anything else. It's well done, isn't it? It's well done. And I'm so late to the party. I know that. But it's kind of like one of those things that while it was happening, I already knew I would get like reports and stuff about it. So I was like, whatever, I already know what's happening. And I just was like, I don't need to listen to it. But now I felt like I needed to close the circle. So now I can't think about anything else. So I'm like very um like like keyed up. Because Wait, so your case. cereal, my version of your cereal yes. is West Wing. You never watched West Wing? Not a single episode ever. Matt, I I don't know that we can even be friends anymore. It's on my to watch list. Let me tell you this. It will not disappoint you. Oh, I'm not expecting it to. I mean, I've seen the memes and the clips and it's so good. Martin Sheen's of like a fanboy guy. I like it's so good. I ride or die for Martin Sheen. Oh, yeah. So it's on my list. Like when I'm on Gilligan's Island with no Internet and just the DVDs, uh, I'll be watching it. 
Yeah, it's uh, West Wing is really fun because there's the plot, which is always really fun. But then it's that Sorkin dialogue. Right. And you will leave each watching each episode sort of half wishing and half actually thinking that people actually talk like that, like in, <laughs> incredibly witty back and forth with like, you know, insane vocabulary and like never a pause, never misspeaking or stuttering or stumbling or anything. Um, and, and it's not true, but you will you will watch it. You'll think that you could be that good. All right. Well, I hope I have the same reaction to watching West Wing for the first time, having never watched it as you had listening to Serial, having never listened to at all. Ever. I almost I almost want a podcast of your reactions to West Wing watching it 20 years after. Oh, my God. Yes. (laughs) You're going to be like, oh, my God, Marley Matlin's on it. Holy shit. Martin Sheen is like the best president we could ever have. Isn't he like Mormon? It's like Jebediah or something. His. Yeah, he's he's I don't think he's Mormon. He's I know he's a Christian in it. And he's like so he's he's like an amalgam of every good thing that people could come up with about any president. So like. He's a Democrat, but he's also an economist and he's also really religious and he is like super wise and he understands everybody. <laughs> I see. I'll say this now and and West Wingers will, will get this and I'll just put it out there now. Matt, enjoy Mrs. Lanningham. Enjoy Mrs. Lanningham while you have her. Okay, done. Okay. <laughs> anyway, let's get to the show. All right. Vaxing on, commence. Vaxing on right now. Matt, when last we met, you promised us that you would have an update on the Novavax situation. What do you have for us? They're fucked. Uh, Yeah, I heard that that might be happening. We were so close to the vaccine that might influence people scared of mRNA to actually get vaccinated. And yet it is now delayed. And why is it delayed? Why is it delayed? As I read the news to you here directly from CNBC, Novavax informed the FDA of changes to its manufacturing process on June 3rd, days before the agency was supposed to review the vaccine. Oopsie. Before you go on, I have to interrupt. And and here's, you know, as you're, you're, I don't know a lot about this, you know, how manufacturing vaccines works. So I have to jump in and ask you this. Is it that Novavax was being like super honest and transparent where they like had to change the manufacturing and they were like, FDA, we have to tell you we're being so super honest and like we just have to tell you so there's no issue after the fact. Or were they just like running blind and like not even realizing that if they reported some kind of change on June 3rd, that it would totally fuck up the approval process? I'm going to equate this to when you put the wrong CVV code when you're buying something on Amazon. (laughs) Oh, really? You think that it was like an error? My guess, my instinct is they're not dumb enough to forget this. But somehow there has to be some human error in why is this one little box not checked? And someone asked, I'm making this up. I have no facts. I'm just making assumptions. <laughs> That's what we like here at Vaxxon. No facts. Zero just- facts for my my retort here is based purely out of my ass. Just conjecture. Because one might hope to assume that a company desperate to bring this to market with such efficacy and such social currency potential would have done everything right. And yet the day before they were going to review it and approve it, hopefully very shortly. Oh, by the way, this was made underwater in the Legion of Doom's little crab hole. Okay, so, Matt, I'm reading that June 3rd was when the manufacturing process changed. Then June 7th, there was a vote by the FDA committee and that committee voted 21 to nothing to approve the vaccine in the U.S. 
So the FDA doesn't have to do what the committee says. It, right. it usually does what the committee says. But here it's like the committee said it. But hey, did the committee know about some kind of fuckery happening in the manufacturing process? It, it's not. There's no reason that I have seen to question the integrity of the manufacturing process. Like, I don't know if it's anything bad in the manufacturing process. It sounds like it's an issue of communicating between Novavax and the FDA. So in between June 7th and sort of now or whenever, that sounds like that's when the FDA is making its final decision. The only thing that I would put conjecture upon is if they move the manufacturing process to the Staten Island Mall. <laughs> they shouldn't manufacture anything over there. No. Th definitely, definitely not. That is a recipe uh, for never being approved by the FDA. Are you reading, have you seen the tweets about the Novavax vaccine? Because it's they're kind of disturbing. Oh, yeah? Go ahead. Well, I mean, there's like all these tweets out there with like by Novavax enthusiasts or people who swear that they're not Novavax enthusiasts, but they're just mRNA haters. So like this one guy was like, good news, Novavax has been approved, but I'm not pro Novavax. I'm just anti mRNA. Like, here's the thing. If you're not a scientist or at least a, like a doctor of some kind. How are you being anti-mRNA? Like, who knows enough about mRNA vaccines to take that kind of stance? It's just the, the rumor hesitancy of potentially non-educated people. I, I mean, I, I guess that's what it is. It's so weird to me that, like, I mean, if you asked me what type of vaccine literally any of the vaccines I've ever gotten are, I would have no idea. And I'm a pretty informed person. But, I mean, they went out of their way for the Moderna and the Pfizer's that it's a brand new technology and it works really well and it's kind of spooky language, mRNA. <laughs> so uh, my, my guess is like that just probably put people off. And now we have the chance to say this one doesn't have spooky language. It is Bill Gates free and you can go <laughs> ahead about your daily day and feel good about yourself. I stand by what I said last week, which is there is a big part of me that feels like once Novavax finally gets out on the market, they should just go full throttle on the marketing about how like this is the opposite of the other vaccines. Like right. even though that's not really true, like I really feel like maybe that's what they should do. And they should just target all the crazy conspiracy theorists all the super anti-vaxxers and be like, yeah, this one is not going to make you have a spontaneous miscarriage. This one is not going to make you magnetic, like totally magnet free. This and like, one just doubles your works. sperm count. Yeah, and be like, be like with every dose of Novavax, you get gold commemorative coins. Right. You know? Trump <laughs> like, gold commemorative that coins. Like. That's totally what that crowd is into. Yeah. So, or, you know, you get gold commemorative coins and a stake. And see what happens. What, what about that special holy water infomercial? We'll get that too. Holy water. I haven't seen what channel are like, you watching? No, no, it's a real it's like miracle water infomercials. That they're cropping up. I don't know where they're coming from. I know that I only see the ads tailored to me, but there's a holy water come not like Christian holy water, like a God oh, miracle even, holy water. Oh, oh, like holy like holy water, but but not not from like Rome. Blessed natural, blessed earth god water, not like Roman Catholic Church, holy water. Oh, God. Okay. I tell you what, let me say, you know, I like to bash infomercials, but j as long as we're never bashing the one for the infinite dress, because still I have never gotten my own infinite dress. And do you remember this? 
It was no. like a half hour long. Oh, it was amazing. It was like in the early 90s. And it was this giant piece of fabric. And this woman showed how she turned it into everything from a bathing suit to an evening gown. And it was like amazing. All right. The internet has come in handy. I just Googled it. And it is called the Miracle Spring Water Commercial. So everyone <laughs> listening, pause the, pause, the pause the podcast and go, go Google, Google Miracle Spring Water Commercial. Please don't buy it, but just laugh your ass off and then join us back here in a few minutes. Amazing. Amazing. All right. So we are hoping that the FDA committee convinces the FDA to just pass this shit. It's already in like a bunch of other countries. It works. It's fabulous. And you know what? If you're one of those Twitter people, <laughs> if you are a pro-vaccine but anti-mRNA vaccine advocate, go forth and proliferate because I don't care whether you're pro or against mRNA. If you're pro-vaccine, be pro-vaccine. That's true. That sounds great. I like that. Speaking of pro-vaccine, have you checked in with Justin Bieber lately? He's like old now, isn't he? He's like 40,000 years old. He's definitely not old. Okay, He's definitely a lot younger than we are. I'm going back to Google. Are you Googling Justin Bieber? He's Canadian. I did not know that. He's 28. First of all, I had no idea he's Canadian. Second of all, my husband is in Canada right now. Is he with Justin Bieber? He's hanging out with the Biebs. <laughs> he was born when we were college sophomores. Okay. Yes, he's he's young still. 94. And poor Justin Bieber um, was just diagnosed with Ramsey-Hunt syndrome. So he, Justin Bieber just put out a video on social media um, canceling some of his tour dates and and sharing this health condition with the world. you know, And of course, people are freaking out and saying that the reason he has this condition is because he got vaccinated. Oh, God, no. I know. And, it's, and the thing is, it's not like this is like, it is a rare neurological disorder, but it's not something new. It's been around a long time. And it's when I say it's like shingles, it's because it comes from the chickenpox virus. It comes from the varicella virus. Um, and it's just like one kind of expression in the same way that shingles is. It attacks um, a nerve pattern. So it attacks your face. Like half of his face is totally paralyzed. Yeah, I'm on the website uh, for the National Organization for Rare Disorders, one of our favorite partner organizations, rarediseases.org. Ramsey Hunt Syndrome. Five out of every 100,000 people develop Ramsey Hunt Syndrome each year in the U.S. Anyone who has had chickenpox or shingles can potentially develop Ramsey Hunt syndrome. However, most cases affect older adults, especially those over 60. Bieber being a third that age, very rare. Yeah, but you know, that's the same thing as shingles, right? Because shingles typically affects people at least over 50. I'm not sure if it's over 60. Um, but like I got it when I was in my 30s. I know a lot of other people that got it in their 20s and 30s because what I know about shingles, and I think it's similar to this um Ramsey Hunt syndrome is that it can be uh, triggered by like great stress or fatigue or something. So, um, you know, people going through like a crazy time in their life sometimes end up with this expression of this virus. And for someone who is a professional performer, that strikes me as, um, you know, like it makes perfect sense because he's probably, you know, out there in public working like crazy, performing like crazy. It's a high stress job. Um, high energy job. So, it you know, it, it doesn't seem bizarre to me that, you know, whatever's going on in his life may have triggered this outbreak. Um, and my understanding is that it could last a real long time. Um, so, you know, all the best wishes to Justin Bieber. Hopefully he recovers soon. Yeah, the standard treatment is Valtrex, which is what you take for shingles. And it's a herpes 
uh, sort of version. Right. Because isn't it? It's all a herpes um, virus. Yeah. Right. Because all of these are like different, different, is it different kinds of herpes viruses? But it's all like the same underlying virus. Yeah. Corticosteroids. That is the current treatment for, as I'm reading this on the, uh, the Nord website right now. Let me tell you, it's, it's interesting, like, because this is related to that chickenpox virus and now, you know, kids get vaccinated against varicella and kids have like no understanding of chickenpox and the misery of chickenpox. So even before COVID and, and talk of vaccines became such a, a hot topic, I have always been out there really advocating for everyone to get the shingles vaccine because I've had shingles and it sucks so badly. Wait, when did and you have chickenpox, though? I had chicken pox when I was a teenager when we were in high school. So did I. I had it at the end of junior year of high school. You So did I. Did you give it to me? I might have given it to you. You're welcome. Or you gave it to Matt, me. Matt, did we just, did I think we we just, just uncover something here? We just unlocked <laughs> the mystery of Luton Avenue. Oh, my gosh. It's your fault. I had it so bad, too. It was horrible. I had pretty. All right. So either I gave it to you or you gave it to me in van. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And it sucked. And have you ever had shingles? I had shingles twice. In the next, you in did? the decade following uh, my cancer diagnosis, is that typical for uh, cancer survivors? I'm going to say yes, only because I want to, but I have no data to suggest otherwise. So my, it wouldn't surprise me because the little that I know about shingles and other things that come from that varicella virus is that other viruses and stuff that you get can trigger an outbreak. It's kind of like when your immune system is not doing so well you could end up having an outbreak of that virus. Um, so it would make some sense to me that people who have gone through cancer, you know, have lingering immune issues that then make those outbreaks um, possible. I mean, I, I, it just, it seems logical, although I have no medical knowledge about it. It seems logical. All right. So question of the day is if we were not in COVID times, what would they be blaming this on if Bieber got this in 2016? They would be saying he's tired. Right. That I, I think that there's no question. They would be saying he's tired or maybe that he's like aggravated by something going on in his life. But lunatic, idiot, moron, schmucks are saying, oh, it's the vaccine. It's the vaccine. Now, some people are saying that it's the fact that he had COVID because he had COVID, I believe. And well, that's um, entirely possible. and That's reasonable. It is reasonable. I mean, I don't know that it's because he had COVID, but I mean, it's not totally unreasonable because people can have one virus that then triggers an outbreak of another virus. And, and really... To me, what that says is you should do your best to get vaccinated against both of those viruses. Right. Justin Bieber, I think, is too young to get the shingles vaccine because I think you have to be 50 to get the shingles vaccine. So that would explain why he hasn't gotten that. Mm. Um, I mean, he probably it, it's probably not even something that's on his radar. But there's no from from where I sit, no reason to believe it's related to the vaccine. No, there's no way to believe. I mean, it. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. There's no, no it doesn't science. Make any there's sense. no research. There's no evidence. And it's no. very well documented that people having health issues don't mean vaccines are harmful. Right. And, and the other thing is this, you know, in, in this particular situation, we know where this syndrome comes from. We know that Ramsey Hunt syndrome is caused by the varicella virus. So it's not like it's a random symptom and we don't know why it happened. So, you know, like I would be more inclined to think something is a side effect of some kind of recent thing that happened if it was unexplained. But it's not unexplained because this is something that comes from a, a, the varicella virus. So, like, that wouldn't even make any logical sense. Like, how could it be a side effect of a vaccine if it actually is a different virus? Like, that just doesn't make sense. My answer, 
America. <laughs> yeah, and people are people are sure. People are like tweeting like, guys, wake up, America, wake up. And apparently Justin Bieber's wife, who, by the way, I was today years old when I realized that he was married, um, that she had some kind of a blood clot and then she had surgery back in March. And people are like, see, look, <laughs> like, um, right. see, per, to me, here's here's the thread that makes sense. His wife had a serious medical event and he's been under a lot of stress. So then he had a stress related outbreak of the varicella virus. Doesn't that make sense? Yep. That makes so much more sense than, than like they both got vaccine boosters and now they both have completely unrelated side effects. That I don't understand. And with that, conspiracy theories abound and we will be right back after these messages. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Are we still vaxxing on? I think we're, we're still vaxxing on. We're still vaxxing on. Wait, before we get to our third segment, I do want to touch on something that is vaccine related, not COVID related specifically, but it is a vax related thing. You're I just going to throw in like a vaccine thing without even with no warning? No warning. No warning. All right. Well, I want to talk about this next week because this is very relevant. Again, it's, the show's called Vaxon, not COVID on, right? I didn't know COVID this. COVID on wouldn't sound fun at all. <laughs> COVID on. That really doesn't roll off the tongue. It's not like easy off COVID on. <laughs> no, horrible. Well, I want to talk about this next week. I didn't realize this. I don't know how this sort of skipped me. So on my other show, and maybe maybe on this show, we've talked about Gardasil, this miracle vaccine that is given to children to literally prevent the HPV virus from ever happening in your body. And HPV is a guaranteed cause of many types of cancers, which you no longer ever have to get if you have the vaccine. There's a now there's now a product called Gardasil 9, which can Ooh. be given to adults up until the age of 45. And apparently if you have HPV in your body, it kills the HPV. You're kidding. So, You're kidding. So I want to get to this next week because I want to do my research on this. I think this has been out longer than I know, but it's important for our listeners to understand, especially our listeners with young children, or even if you're still under 45, which we're not, we're happily aging. <laughs> I'm so mad right now. I could have gotten this. We and could have gotten this. Oh, I'm mad. But yes, please report back because that's so important and I really want to hear about it. Yeah. OK, so I just wanted to interrupt this program that there's a huge shift in actually not getting cancer. What a great novel idea. So I that, love not getting cancer. We'll talk about Gardasil next week and this new Gardasil okay. 9 product. But back to the show, our third segment, prepare to smash your head against a desk. Yes. <laughs> um, I mean, I hesitate to to be too lighthearted about this, but like, holy shit. Okay, so this lady, Jennifer Lair, she's 32. She gets 
charged. She got charged in Indiana with child neglect and with animal cruelty. And it's really like a terribly sad story. Um, her eight-year-old son was removed out of the home because he smelled like death and feces. And they, the authorities come to the house and they find like a fuck ton of dead animals in this lady's house. And apparently she was driving around with a dead dog in a cage in her car and people could smell it 20 yards away. And are you ready for one of her defenses to this? I think I know what this is, but please tell me. Reportedly, she said, I couldn't smell the dead animal because of COVID-19. This is her excuse. I, I can't even think of a response to that. I mean, and, and th- now, obviously, pretty obvious to me, this is a person with serious mental illness. This person had uh, a case back in 2021 where a neighbor saw a dog's paw sticking out of a trash bag. Oh, and then authorities came and they found, listen to this, allegedly there were five dead dogs outside the home, dead ducklings, dead chicks in the garage, a dead cat on the kitchen floor, but living dogs and a pig all malnourished inside the home. Animal control took the animals away, left the freaking kid. What? <laughs> right? Like, what is happening? What the fuck is happening? I so I, I can't even like this is so beyond comprehension. I mean, I we we've seen, you know, those reality shows about the hoarders and, you know, they have. But but I think one of them was like they found a dead cat under like 40 years of rubble. There was a whole disgusting. show about just. Yeah, there's a whole show about animal hoarders that was on. Oh, that's gross. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I, I, I joke about it a little because it is it is so crazy and the COVID connection is like even more bizarre. But, you know, obviously this is a person with really serious problems. And I'll tell you, all of that hoarder stuff and dirty house stuff and grossness with animals, all of those things are serious tips of the iceberg. So, you know, as you know, I was once a child abuse prosecutor and I remember these crazy dirty house cases. And I remember like looking at them and sort of half laughing, half being shocked, um, but really understanding that if that is the surface, if that's what people see, what is going on there is really way more deeply problematic. And it's really much more of a symptom than it is the underlying problem. So, I mean, I certainly hope this person gets help. um, But like, it also made me think, what else is going to get blamed on COVID? Like if this woman thinks she's going to defend herself, like I had no idea I was driving around with a dead dog in the car because I couldn't smell it. Like, are we going to see this as a defense in other situations? I just Googled COVID-19 excuses. <laughs> That's a great search. <laughs> There's a lot of funny search results. <laughs> Do I even want to know? I mean, some of these are obvious, like a, a template letter for parents to use when kids are sick from school and employees granted ex- leave these make sense but i i i want to find a chart topper that beats this woman saying that covid made her not smell her dead dog in her car that she was driving in a car with like really have you ever used covid as an excuse for anything um not really i totally i totally have please tell me (laughs) so i 100 percent didn't let pse and g in my house to read the meter saying that we had covid oh nice because my my laundry was a mess on the steps and I was like, I can't open the door. We have COVID. 
Oh, Jesus Christ. To be fair, to be fair, it was the week that we had COVID, but it was it was like late enough in the week that we could have let the guy in. But I was just like, no, you can't come in. You should have put like a um, smoke machine under the door so it like wafts out on his feet. Yes. Yes. I wondered, though, like, you know, if, if in the years to come, you know, people who are like extreme introverts or people who just don't want to be bothered with with social obligations, if they'll be like. You know, I would come, but I, you know, I have kind of a tickle in my throat and I don't want to put anybody at risk. Like, right. Is that going to be, is that going to be the new I'm washing my hair? You can't come in. There's cancer everywhere. <laughs> God. I mean, I, for one, I always like a good excuse. So, so I mean, look, if you need it, go ahead and use COVID. What would have been really funny if this were like some kind of like a Dane Cook special, whatever is the woman says, I didn't smell the dog, but they immediately give her like smelly salts. And if she falls over, she's full of shit. Yes. <laughs> I'm just like, could you imagine being a police officer? And this is the shit people say to you. Like, what about your eyeballs? Like, did COVID stop you from ha- from seeing also? I mean, with all the shit cops get, they, they, they're going to see some crazy annoying things that are just tragically terrible, like dead pets all through a house. But to yeah. meet a woman who has... The insanity and the mental health challenges of not being able to control this terrible situation with managing pets that has the, in Yiddish we say, the seichel, which is like the the (laughs) mindset, the intellectual capacity on the fly to say, and to even know that losing your scent. Right. To even remember that. Yeah. That was weird. I'll tell you, you know, back from my days as a child abuse prosecutor, one of the things that I noticed is that every crazy household, the more crazy these people were, whether it was that they had mental illness or they were just sort of garden variety crazy and where they had violence and all sorts of insanity in their homes, they always had pets, always. People who couldn't take care of themselves, could not have a normal household. They always had, a, they always found a way to have pets. And it, it always just boggled my mind. Like, I feel like my own life is way too crazy to bring any more pets into the picture. But like this lady's got all she's got a a whole menagerie of dead animals in her kitchen and she's got a pig walking around like I can't. I mean, it's Indiana, but still. (laughs) Also, it's a place you'd expect this to happen in Indiana toward the bottom of the list. It kind of is. Also, it's a place called Brooklyn, Indiana, which I don't know, seemed meaningful to me. That's not acceptable. You can't have no, that name. That's our name. That's our, right. That's ours. We, we claim it. My goodness. So, yeah, that's, that story is kind of a downer, but also like, I can't stop thinking about it. So I feel like I needed to share it. There's something called the ultimate excuse generator. Get, it's, it's like the eight ball for excuses. It, yeah. The ultimate excuse generator. That's a thing. I like that. I, I want that in my house. I, I wanna, know a lot of I people. I want to hide that from my kids, but I want that in my house. Yeah, I feel like I, I know a lot of people who would really like that. Well, on that note, what are you doing this this weekend? Anything good? It is Father's Day. Father's Day. Oh, yes. And Juneteenth. And Juneteenth. Yes, we're off Monday for Juneteenth. I think this is the second federal holiday of Juneteenth, right? Didn't they kick it off last year? Yeah, it's the second federal Juneteenth. And I'll tell you, if anybody's interested in the history of Juneteenth and how it became a holiday, um, I've written about it extensively at lawandcrime.com. It's so really important. We, we like social it progress. Is. It's it's a small thing, but it's a huge thing. It is. It is. And, and it, you know, what's nice, I mean, people are like, oh, it's another day off. But truthfully, when there's school holidays, it prompts kids to learn about stuff. And I think it, that's really important. I, I love that. I feel like I never heard about Juneteenth until a few years ago. 
And my kids will now grow up and my daughter will probably, and, and your kids too, will probably never remember a time that it wasn't something that we recognized. It's like, you know, getting off from school for like Rosh Hashanah or Yom Kippur reduces anti-Semitism. Is that right? I'm kidding. I don't no. think it does, but I'd like to think it does. Well, I'll tell you what. It might not reduce anti-Semitism, but there is no way I would have known like what happens on Yom Kippur if I hadn't been off from school for it. Like, because that's how I learned about it. Because I was like, oh, we're off from school. What are my Jewish friends doing? And then they taught me about it. So I, I mean, I do think that it kind of educates people about what other people are doing on various holidays. Right. Then there were days like Brooklyn Day, which are only off in Brooklyn. So everyone else can go fuck themselves. I love Brooklyn Day. Brooklyn Day. <laughs> Brooklyn Day is so great. I love it. <laughs> It's so fun. So, um, well, yeah. So, well, enjoy Father's Day slash Juneteenth. Yes, um, you as well. And I hope, hope you have, thank you. I hope you have a, a relaxing day filled with, you know, barbecues and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> so in between now and next week, we encourage all of our listeners to check out, again, Merck's not a sponsor here. It's just a really fascinating development in when vaccines do great things. The, just the idea of never being able to get five specific kinds of cancer. Yeah, it's amazing. What, what a great world we live in when there's a way to just never get five specific kinds of cancer. I'm very pro not getting cancer. <laughs> so, <laughs> I am, I'm all for not getting cancer. But that cancer. feeds into our anti-death theme as well. See, look, it all comes full circle. Yes. We're anti-death so much that we will prophylactically be anti-death. Yes. Fantastic. <laughs> Well, have a wonderful weekend. Celebrate with your family. You too. And, uh, you know, don't have too many burgers and all that. Not too many. Just a few. Not too many. Baker's dozen. Yes, exactly. <laughs> all right, folks. We'll see you next week. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. That's all for now. If you like Facts On, be sure to subscribe, leave a review on Apple Podcasts, follow us on social, and tell all your friends to listen. Tell us your shit show of a healthcare story by leaving a message for us at 855-AUDIO-66, and we might just use it in a future show. Vaxon is a product of Offscript Health. We are a healthcare engagement company built for patients and caregivers by patients and caregivers. Our executive producers are Matthew Zachary and Andrew McDowell. Our senior producer is Brianna Seeley. Our hosts are Matthew Zachary and Alora Nanos. It is recorded, mixed, and edited by Brianna Seeley. For advertising and media inquiries, email media at offscriptnot.com. That's media at offscript.com. For more information, visit offscript.com. <laughs>